Hey, Print Hustlers, this is Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. Today we've got a very special guest, Justin Lawrence from Oklahoma Shirt Company. Hey, hey Justin. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Justin's got a really cool um, couple businesses that he's got going on, all, all intertangled, and wanted to dive more into that and, and be able to expose a lot of his story and things that he's learned as he's gone through this. So, Justin, thanks for joining us. Yes, absolutely. It's the privilege is mine. Okay, so first, um, when I was looking you guys up, I think we got an email from you. I looked at your website and then I went to your Instagram, and you had like sixteen something thousand followers. Uh, what is that from? Um, you know, it's it comes. It's a direct product of community. Uh, we. We work really hard to um, on our product, most like just like everybody else does. Um, but it comes from curation. So we found that um, if you have good people um, that make cool products, um, and you have relevant social media, and you put things on there that people enjoy, then it's 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 pretty simple, um, you know, and consistency. So we provided a um, <clears throat> I don't know a channel or an insight into our story into our custom shop, into our retail operations, into our shirt of the month stuff. And so it's, it was a place where people went to, uh, you know, learn about us and learn about the products that we were offering. And so it certainly didn't happen overnight. Um, you know, we, we have a team dedicated to our social media and that's the, I mean, that's the direct fruits of it. You don't accidentally, you don't accidentally create community. You certainly don't accidentally create uh, a thriving social media presence. Sure. So, okay, let's step back. Um, okay. How did this all start? What, did the retail start first? Did your screen printing business start first? How did you even get into all that? Sure. So back to the beginning. Um, man, I was, uh, and I'll keep this short. Um, it was, it was uh, kind of a means to an end. Like I was working full time at, a, ch at um, a few churches and I decided I wanted to go to medical school. Um, and I was doing graphic design at the time. And so when I, when I started studying, doing the pre-med requirements, you, you have to, you have to take these classes, then you have to take this test. And then if you, however well you do on the test, then you can apply to these medical schools and, uh, get accepted. Um, if you get accepted. So I started doing the science stuff. Um, I'd already had a communications degree. And so I just got to go back and basically I did, I got to take half the classes and got another bachelor's out of it, which was cool. Um, but I was finding that science was something that was uh, taking a lot more of my time than I originally thought that it would. So I had to quit my full-time job. While I was married, uh, we were having a kid, um, and I knew that I was really going to have to buckle down, but I still had to provide for my family. So from networking, there was people that uh, would ask me like, if they had a church camp or if they had a retreat or an event hey, dude, can you design us a T-shirt or can you help us with promotional material? Mm -hmm. uh, sure, you got it, and I would do it. And then they, uh, uh, one guy was like, hey, we need to order like 300 T-shirts. And I'm like, okay. Um, mm -hmm. He said, who should we use? And I said, well, I'll do it. Um, certainly, is a, as we all know, screen printing is, uh, I don't know, I, I imagine it's like fish. They see something hanging in the water that's beautiful and it looks cool and appetizing. And then as soon as you bite it, you get a hook in your mouth mm -hmm. uh, for, for the good and for the bad. Um, and so I, I went all in and I, I started uh, – I learned how to screen print the same way that I learned organic chemistry. Uh, I went to YouTube and watched uh, – man, who the two guys, you know, it was – we all we all know Jonathan at Catspit and Ryan Moore at Ryanette. 
Yeah. Uh, every screen printer is like, those guys are the gateway drugs, right? Yeah, so, we train uh, our, our team here guys. on, uh, on uh, Cat's, Cat's, Catapult? Catspit. Yeah, Catspit, yeah, yeah. And his old, old screen printing videos, some of the best ones out there, actually. Yep. Uh, and uh, so I went there and I, you know, I, I basically used the, the money that the guy was going to buy the 300 shirts with to bootstrap like three quarters of the purchase um, of, of a little two color press and a little dryer. And I just, I got the bare, bare necessities to get it done. And, uh, and I thought I was like, yeah, this will be easy. I'll just buy the stuff and then a little bit of labor. And then I learned that about all of the different variables and things that go into screen printing with, sure. uh, God, we probably coded 20 screens to get one like C plus screen that allows <laughs> print these shirts. Yeah. Um, it didn't get ever, blown you know, out or, yeah, a lot of guys probably have a similar story from starting up. So, man, that's where it started. Um, so I had this equipment, and I just I put my name out there. and was like, hey, guys, um, we'll screen print for you. We'll, uh, we'll uh, take on any project, big or small. And so one thing led to another, and then uh, it was basically in my garage. And so we slowly upgraded our equipment. Um, that was probably in, like, September or October of 2012, which is kind of like, we don't call that like our official startup. Like we call that, like, that's just kind of a, we're flirting, trying to figure out what it is that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, January 13 is January, 2013 is kind of the date that we put a pin in to say that's when we started as business. And, and it also coincides with uh, our shirt of the month product. Um, so we had this screen printing equipment um, and you had a, and me, you know, asking questions. I had a business partner at the time. Um, you know, what can we, what's something that we could do that's different, that's unique, that uh, could be a service or a product that would um, not just make us some money, but would also like enhance and improve and bring joy to people and uh, something that they, you know, could really latch onto. Um, community wasn't certainly, uh, community was an accident. Um, I'll confess that. Um, but it certainly is now like, it's the lifeblood and it's the driving force and it's the thing that we need uh, that sustains our culture and certainly sustains our product and grows it to this day. So the conversation was like, Hey, Oklahoma, uh, people have a lot of state pride. Um, there's a lot of these boutique shops in the city or the metro area where we were that are buying, people are buying shirts that are expressing unique artists ideas. Um, and putting like state pride on a shirt. So it's not, so you've all seen them as you guys uh, see them in your own respective states and probably the screen printers make a lot of them. Um, that's no different in Oklahoma. So I saw this opportunity to every, all these boutique shops were selling t-shirts for 20, 25, $30. That was just, I couldn't wrap my mind around. Um, it's funny. It's part of our like culture now. Like if you're a t-shirt maker out there and you sell shirts for 25 or $30, um, I don't like you. Like you're, you're, you're like, it doesn't have to be that. Like if you, if you have to charge that much for your product, like you're artificially inflating it. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. But, mm-hmm. um, so we said, let's make a shirt and let's let people subscribe. Um, and let's figure out how to do it. So I just, I, I built a website and I, I kind of tied two or three pieces of technology together. This was before it was easy to integrate apps where you just click two buttons. And then like I saw your email this morning, Bruce, which I'm fired up about like Printavo now integrates or has been with Zapier. And so I'm excited to see like 
you know, what magic I can have working in the background to make our processes even more efficient. Sure. Uh, but, you know, a lot of that wasn't around in 2013. So we kind of just hardwired a few pieces together to make it work and out, out came this product. Um, and it, and it just hit. Um, I think part of that was because of my, um, like I was known by a lot of different people and a lot of different networks. And so I just made this innocent post on Facebook that said, Hey guys, like I'm starting this product. I think it will be a lot of fun. Would love for you to come along on this journey with me. And, and then, you know, we, we got like a hundred subscribers in our first month, which was cool. Like that was really exciting. We thought we had a lot of momentum. Um, and, and then it was just, this Wait, you journey. said how many yep. subscribers in the first month? A hundred, a hundred. And they were paying what per month? Uh, at the time, ten bucks a month. Got it. So ten dollars a month was the shirt every month, like a yep. subscription payment. Yep. What what yep. what you use Chargeify, I think I saw? No, so initially we were using uh, what did we use initially? So I wired PayPal because they would try they would do recurring monthly charges. Uh, and then Shopify was the first kind of like Got uh, it. integration. A hundred um, people signed up though. That I mean, that's awesome. And yeah. and that was from one Facebook post. Yeah, and you know, like this was also, t- and this is a, like a word a word of warning. Um, this was 2013. Like the rule, it's different now in 2017. Like we we have multiple subscription products now that we offer, um, and as time goes on. Um, each product is less valuable, if that makes sense. So we start a subscription product. Um, we're starting a new subscription product January 1. Um, and we started a subscription product in like October, this past October. And then we started an additional subscription product like last February. Um, and they all, like they don't, you know, we don't get a hundred subscriptions in the first month. Like we don't, you know, the, we, every product we add on, it's because, and it's much, it's just because subscriptions or boxes or, um, even the, the novelty, if you will, of what it is that we're offering, it isn't, it isn't taboo or it isn't fresh or it isn't exciting anymore. Like everybody knows about subscription boxes. Everybody gotcha. knows about subscription services. So, you know, I would chat, I would caution, um, all of you guys that are going to listen to this podcast, um, maybe it's just my mom and Bruce's mom. I don't know, but hopefully there's some other people I'm getting that listen yeah. to it. Um, I don't have a magic recipe. Like I'm not telling you that like you should go start a subscription based product and you'll be wildly successful. Well, with it. So uh, starting when you started Justin, yeah. the first hundred, um, like mm-hmm. what, what was your role in the community that, that garnered or convinced a hundred people when you made a post? Like Sure. Um, what was your following from? Was it a band or is it like a... Yeah, so I, I played a lot of music. Um, I was really involved in a lot of different church circles. Okay. So there were several like prolific churches here in Oklahoma City that I worked for. Um, I had a band. We played a lot. Um, probably uh, for a church, for a worship band. Man, we, were, we would probably play like 52, probably 30, probably 30 like... 25 to 30 events per year. And then we would spend like six weeks of weeks of the summer 
at these different summer camps, like engaging with different churches and different Got kids, okay. high school, middle so you school. Kind of following um, on your Facebook page then, or my oh yeah, your, absolutely your band yep. page then. Yep, and mm-hmm. so um, there were a lot of fans, if you will, of uh, and so I to put something out like I already had this organic community of people that thought like, oh, this is a really cool idea. Um, I can support Justin and. It also happens to be like a product that like people were excited about and still are excited about to this day. Sure. So the pride thing and they're kind of like now they call it like social influencers, right? It's like, you know, that's why they pay people on Instagram now who have a ton of followers to promote right. a product or something. Um, but that definitely helped generate. How many customers do you guys have on subscriptions today? Yeah. So we have a little over 14,500 subscriptions. That's um, awesome. It is awesome, and it's a it's a big machine. Uh, that's for our Oklahoma product. Um, combined total subscriptions, I don't know. I'd have to look at the other products, but you know, Oklahoma is the one that um, like. Hold on one we, sec. I think we're yeah. Yeah, that. Oops. Yeah, we just got a little weird. That lose you? Um, yeah, maybe it's this Evernote here is trying to connect or do something. Okay, now it's a little bit better. Okay. All right, yeah, so go ahead. So rolling back, like I I feel like, you know, so with the 14,500 subscriptions, um, I feel like we were given this gift. Um, I couldn't recreate this again today if I wanted to. Um, I mean, that's amazing at yeah. about $10 a month or something. Yep. I mean, that's yep. it's, that's Matt, that the logistics even of like all the yep. shipping and like, but that, that's yep. really cool. Yeah. So we, and what's cool is it has scaled as our business has scaled. Um, mm-hmm. So we started, um, you know, when we had a hundred, 200, 300, 400 subscriptions, um, it continually, it continually evolved. So I made my first like full-time hire in June. Um, that was Amy. Um, Amy, really is the um man she's she's our secret sauce when it comes to community if i have to give any credit um if i can give any credit it all goes to amy what's Uh, she good at doing like that that really helps rile the uh caring for people Uh um like just meeting people where they're at um (coughs) cultivating um and curating um, and engaging with the community. And when I say community, like it happens one person at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's not like Facebook. Like we've got, I don't know, we just, we've got 90,000 plus something followers on our Facebook page. Got um, it. So like responding back, posting stuff that's really interesting, you know, just being real, overall just a nice person to people. Yeah. And engaging, you know, like, and people really feeling like there's a, they're talking to a human being, and you know, to be honest, um, we we it wasn't really until about two months ago that we kind of kind of like this we in really special special circumstances um, we share how many subscribers we have, and the heart behind that is. Um, it's not that we don't want people to know. Like I tell people, like I'll share with you and the people who watch this because it helps qualify us. Like mm-hmm. it helps say like, oh, this isn't a dude who has 50 subscriptions that he's just doing something. No, yeah, like, no this is legit. 
so, but the reason we don't share that number is not because, um, you know, we, we don't want people prying or we're afraid of business or whatever. It, it comes down to the customer. Like I don't want the community to know I w- like Amy works really hard at the one-on-one. Um, and I, I don't want people to feel like that they're just a number or I don't want them to feel like that they're just getting a mass created product. Like every shirt we make is made with love. You know, sure. I, the gospel message that I tell our production guys all the time is like, I'll go out there and stop them and I'll, I'll have them all pick up a shirt and look at it and hold it. And I said, this shirt, I don't care if it's the first one you printed today or the thousandth or the 5,000th shirt that you printed today. I want you to look at it yeah. and know that this is going on a human being. Like this is not a, a, a even a hamburger. This is not a, uh, something that someone's going to put on a shelf. This is a t-shirt yeah. that someone's going to either wear to broadcast their brand or to show pride in their church or to make a statement that they feel passionate about. And there's an intimacy that I really believe that comes with uh, making or decorating apparel. Like it's really cool that we get to create something that a human being like is going to put on them. They're, like it's not even like, I think it's different than, than if you're making like mail, like paper products or, or like books or notepads. Like it's cool. I have this toolkit that like I'll engage with, but then I put it here. No, like this t-shirt or this hoodie that I'm wearing, there's, there's something really special about that. And so I, I often will remind our production guys like, Hey, every shirt matters. Like every single shirt matters and every, and what's interesting with our product, the subscription product versus like our custom products. Um, Bruce, if you called and said, Justin, I need, I need 500 shirts that say Printavo on it. I'm going to give them away at a special event or I'm going to sell them for $10. Cool, dude. Let's do it. I work with you. Um, and together we create 500 shirts that Mm -hmm. you feel good about. And then I give them to you and then we're done. And Justin and Bruce have worked well together. Um, what we have found with this community of like, we have 14 and a half thousand people. And this is why I impress upon the production guys. Like it's almost like a, a uh, sometimes there will be this uh, like locker room pep talk before we'll begin production or in the middle of production of, hey, every one of these, like we're making one shirt for one person. Mm-hmm. Like we get one opportunity to make this shirt and it's going to go to John Gilstrap yeah. with his name and we're going to, and then he's going to get the mail and open that. And that's one shirt. And that represents Oklahoma shirt company to John. We're not making 300 of these and giving them to a business who then is just going to distribute them or give them away or shoot them out of a shirt can. And no, like this is a, we, it's a one-on-one interaction, transaction and exchange every single time. And, and our subscription model is non-contractual. So if we mess it up, that person's going to vote with their, cancellation or they're going to stick around. Um, and, and every time that they get a shirt, it's an opportunity for them to tell their friends, tell their family members, like what it is that we're doing. So it there, and that is the, the production side. And Amy, Amy kind of set the tone for that on the social media side. Every single person that sends us a message gets responded to. Um, every single person that asks a question, uh, gets that question answered and really fast. Yeah. I like I like that. I like the like every single shirt matters. I mean, for us, maybe every single call or every single shop matters. I'm actually going to put that on the wall. I, l- I like that th- thinking that, through, especially because 
you know, as your business grows, you deal with higher volume, you know, businesses start to transfer to be more like, okay, how do we optimize this, this kind of cattle flow instead of thinking it about, you know, individual ones and still having that mentality as the business scales. That's awesome. Where now? Okay, so you've got the retail side. That sounds like it's doing amazing. Um, first of all, was that? Would you say mainly organic growth? And by organic, I mean you know taking care of the customer, shipping it out, doing really cool designs, posting it on social, or was it? There was also a paid ad component too to help um, grow that. Uh, as far as our like Facebook and. And Instagram following, is yeah, that what you're saying? Just, like, just to, to, right, sure. to increase the, um, the growth amount of subscribers. Well, we, uh, it, it very much is organic. That's what I learned with Facebook and Instagram. Um, we try to, um, we tried a, uh, like a new subscription product. And mm-hmm. I knew that if we spent X amount of money, I thought, if we spend X amount of money, put X amount of creative together and broadcast it, I told Amy, I was like, yeah, we'll get 500 subscriptions in the first month. Uh, what happened? We got 15 subscriptions in the first month, maybe. So a lot of them fell and off? No. Like they clicked or they just didn't click at all? It was just like, I, I don't know. Like I, I literally don't know you. I know that I thought I could artificially construct this thing. Cause what I found, so let me back, let me digress a little bit. If sure. I, uh, after probably 18 months of shirt of the month. Um, so we hired Amy in June, we had about 600 ish subscriptions. So at that point we were tracking about a hundred new subscriptions per month. Um, I said, this is too much. Like I can't, and I didn't even hire Amy to, again, the culture or the community was completely accidental. It was not intentional. Mm-hmm. I didn't hire Amy with this grandiose vision of like, come in here and like make all these people happy and do all of these good things. No, yeah. I just knew that Amy was a good person and I hired her just for customer service, who, which she didn't have any like web experience as a customer service person. Like she was just We'd grown up together. Uh, she had ran several re- like physical brick and mortar retail operations, um, and that's about what qualified Amy. And so when she came on, all I needed of her was like, "Hey, I need a you to be part time. You can work from home." Like she had just had a baby. Um, her best one of my my best friends, her husband, and I was just like this this could be really cool. Like this is a little bitty family business, um, and you guys will embody this as well. And she just, she took it with the idea that all, my expectations were when people need their sizes changed, change their size. When people mm-hmm. need their addresses changed, change their address. When people want to cancel their subscription, cancel it. When people haven't received their package and want tracking information, tell them where their package is. I mean, that's, that's it. It's pretty like administratively clear, like just sure. handle this. Well, man, she took that um, low challenge that I offered her. And just blew and it out of the water. It, yeah, and just made this made something beautiful, and and that again, like that's the, that's it's not the only reason shirt of the month and our subscription products are successful, but man, that's that's such a big part of it is is Amy and her consistent goodness and the consistent interactions that she has with 
any anybody who engages with this. And she treats subscribers and non-subscribers exactly the same. So on Facebook, like this huge like community, I keep using that word. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, she just she's there and she's available always to them somehow. I don't know how she does it because she has a crap load of other responsibilities and things that she is overseeing and managing. Um, but somehow she, you know, as we've grown, she's gotten help and there's other people who are doing things, but she has preserved that idea of customer service. And that we had a Christmas party last night and you know, I told what's funny is like on our org chart. Um, so we've got, and two and a half people, um, Amy and her fulfillment person uh, are the ones who really handle shirt of the month. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously like our warehouse operations and our production people, like those are all like making shirt of the month happen. But if we have such a large production staff because of our custom shop. Uh-huh. So it's funny that like I was talking to the majority lot, you know, when I addressed the whole like organization, I'm talking to people who spend, you know, 50 to 70 hours a week working on custom products. Occasionally they'll print Amy stuff, right? Once a month, they'll do the big shirt of the month run. Um, and then when we have trade shows or black Friday things, or there's things that are going promotional things that Amy's doing, they'll, they'll create, um, they'll create all of her products. So like Amy and the, um, reoccurring revenue services are our subscription based products as well as our retail operations is technically, kind of Oklahoma shirt company's custom biggest client. If that Yeah, helps. that makes sense. So so I told them all last night I was addressing everybody and Amy was there obviously. Um but I said you guys who are in our production space and doing custom products, you don't know how much people love us. And you need to go look. You need to go to Google and you need to see that we have a five star review from almost four hundred people. You need to go to Facebook and just get lost in the community of 90,000 plus people. You need to go to Instagram and see what all of these people are saying about us and the good things. And it's, and there's nothing like, there's no mad, like we're not the best screen printers in the world. Uh, We have a lot to learn. We've been doing this for five years. I have no screen printing experience. I, I made my first hire this year of a person, the first person who like came from another shop that has a long list of screen printing experience. The rest of us are just ex church workers or people that played in my band or friends of friends. And so again, like our Amy through her just goodness and not her expertise in customer service, just her expertise in people is the secret. We're really busy right now in this, uh, December, 15th um we're i have no idea why we're so busy right now um the only thing i can attribute it to is um we value customers and we value customer service our our mantra here is you know kind of we're developing we're trying to have like a sexy version of this but we don't have time to develop a sexy version yet because we're printing damn t-shirts all day long (laughs) um but like kind of our core values mission whatever uh we, we definitely, I know this, this isn't the final draft, but like we value our people first, like our culture, what we do here. And then we value our customers. Um, and then we value the product. So 
the running joke I have with these guys is like, as soon as I get bored with screen printing or what it is that we're doing, I'm going to go open a taco shop or a car dealership. And I'm going to find a way to employ every single one of these people and take them with me because it doesn't matter what we do. Um, they will do it well and they'll do it with integrity and they'll do it with humility and kindness and goodness. And so that, um, I know I'm like, I sound like a broken record, but that's, that's why we work. That's why yeah. it works well. Like we don't have turnover issues. We don't sure. We, I mean, today we, we misprinted 300 shirts, right? Like it's, we all have the same issues. Um, but I think it's how those issues are resolved and what you do and, and how, and how you communicate that to the customer that keeps people coming back. Sure. Sure. That's huge. You, it sounds like you <laughs> baked in that to the culture too, which, which has helped you guys foster growth. On the like, so there's the custom side, there's the retail side. Where are you guys at on the custom side? Maybe how many autos or, or amount of people, yeah. revenue, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's 25 people who work here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove the half because I'm the half. So I I try to be half in the custom shop and half to the retail insurer of the month, which that's such a short change of um me doing my job because I don't really spend any time with Amy and shirt of the month because she just does it so well. I am day in and day out fighting this T-Rex, this pet T-Rex is the running joke that me and my sales manager have of like, I create, I got a pet T-Rex that I have to feed a lot every day. Um, and I, uh, like, and because I feed him a lot, he also like shits a lot. And so we have to clean that up too. Like he, sometimes he gets angry and tears everything up. And sometimes it's like really cool. Like, Hey, come over here and meet my pet T-Rex. And sure, like, sure. it's super neat and awesome, but don't get too close because he might bite your head off. Yeah. Um, so we have, so I spend most of my time with the custom shop. We have, uh, we have three automatics. Um, we have, uh, a handful of embroidery machines, direct garment, vinyl. Um, we, you know, this year, uh, we'll do, we'll do about $6 million worth of revenue total. Um, mm-hmm. our custom shop will attribute to about, oh, two and a half, three million bucks for the custom. Um, and then our retail will count for about half a million to three quarters of a million dollars. And then our shirt of the month will be, I think like 2.2 million, something like that. So those are really round numbers. And I'm sure someone out there is going to add up all my math. Um, and it's probably not going to, but the right. idea that. It's kind of to, to scale us where we're at. Um, Can I ask we don't, like, yeah. wh- why the, you know, I mean, you've got, it sounds like really great businesses on each side. And if anything, like the recurring side, you know, you set it up you, and then you just keep delivering on the shirt side. Um, is there a reason why you've kept multiple growing versus just trying to focus and blow up on one? Uh, I, I don't know. What, what, were, what have been your thoughts on that? Um, so shirt of the month grew like crazy and it wasn't until 2017. No, no. Yeah. 2016. 2016 was the year that, um, like shirt of the month was definitely our cash cow. Um, it was what let us take risks and grow a lot faster than we probably should have, um, hire more people than we needed. And I looked up at the beginning of 2016 and I said, uh, so what had happened? So to kind of go back to the original startup story, we were in my garage. Then we moved to an industrial complex in Edmond, which is a little suburb outside of Oklahoma city. 
Um, and then about that time, like I got accepted to medical school. I finished all my stuff, mm-hmm. did the MCAT, and then there OU, which I was boomer sooner. Uh, I went to medical school at OU uh, here in Oakland City. Um, geographically, they're probably about 15, 20 minute drive from OU to Edmond. Um, so when I got accepted to school, I had the idea. I was like, I'm going to move my business downtown and put it right next to the campus so that I can kind of have both of my headaches in the same spot. Um, when I moved downtown, I never thought that we would be doing what it is that we're doing today. Shirt of the Month continued growing. I had to keep providing infrastructure to keep up with Shirt of the Month. So I did first year of medical school. We had our second kid. Like I looked up and I, I had this thriving business that was just being held back by me because my attentions were elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't, I didn't have the managerial skills to grow the team and to grow this place. I was in medical school that was just kicking my ass day in and day out. Um, it was awesome. I miss it every day. It was great. Um, and then I had my family who was getting the leftovers. Um, I had a newborn, I had my wife, two kids total. Um, and they were just great, but they were just waiting on the sidelines, but they were cheering for me. Um, but it was just, they were on the sidelines and I, so I made myself pick two family, medical school, Oklahoma share company. Well, I also, I'm right now I'm, I'm 32. I'll be, uh, I'll be 33 December 27th. So almost birthday time. Hey, happy um, early birthday. Thank you. Uh, I was 30 after my first year of medical school and I knew that then my trajectory for the next 10 years, I was going to have little to no control of what it was that I was doing. I had four years of medical school, then at least three or four years of residency. Right. And then when all of that was done, I was going to get to go to work. Right. And still not, not have much control of my schedule, work at a hospital or some other group and, still not be around for my family. So I, I had through lots of like counseling and help and care, um, guidance, God, all of the things. Um, I decided like medical school was great and it was a great journey. Um, and it has made me who I am today and I have a, a much deeper appreciation for science and details and inner workings and, uh, and people. And it was a great experience, but I kind of, I just had to set it down I'm going somewhere with this. Um, so when I came back, it was about the beginning of 2016. Um, I looked and I saw I had this incredible product, Shirt of the Month, that was growing still. Sure. Um, and then I had this custom shop that was just like, I had a sports car that we were just driving in a neighborhood. You know, like because of the re- reoccurring revenue, we never like, we never made this shop run and I saw this potential you know, our, our custom shop was doing, oh, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 a month worth uh-huh. of custom printing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like we would ramp up and print 8,000 shirts for sure of the month or 10,000 or 12, whatever as it grew. And so I said, this is crazy. We need to like, both were doing well, but we need to really go all in on the custom side. I don't know when subscriptions are going to blow up like tank. I don't know if that product is going to continue for the next 10 years. Sure. Um, we certainly like 
we gain new subscriptions daily and we lose subscriptions daily. Uh, the bigger you get, the bigger the swings are, but it's still kind of percentages. Um, I said, man, we have to diversify this place if it's going to be sustainable and we have an opportunity to grow because there is a ceiling on Oklahoma shirt of the month subscriptions. Uh, what is that? There's 6 million people in the state of Oklahoma. Right. Uh, so maybe that, uh, the custom side though, like there's not a ceiling, like as many businesses and churches and schools and people, as long as people have a passion, there will be a reason to make t-shirts. Sure. Um, so it was like the, the opportunity, the long-term yeah. opportunity is yeah. what said, okay, we, we, let's run with both, but we know what yeah. could be the bigger one. Oh, you know, and sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I think responsible business running, like the more diversified you are, the better you are. So our three revenue streams, we re we have a, we have a retail operation that is to be reckoned with. We have a shirt of the month operation that is a trailblazer and we're defining some parameters in this industry. And we have a custom shop that, you know, is much like any other custom operation that we're trying to do the best that we can with what we have and, and do it consistently. Sure. So to, you have to grow all three of those. Um, because if one tanks, like, so what we found too is because we have a great retail operation, um, November, when, if you're just looking at the custom shop, you know, like November, December, January, February are like our slower months. Um, and then it really ramps up mid February, March, April, May, June. And then it kind of dips a little bit. And then August, July or sep September, October is just buck wild for everybody always. We, we are a lot more stable because there's also our, our retail also kind of runs inverse of that. Mm -hmm. So in November, I mean, we, uh, we sold about $60,000 worth of shirts on black Friday. So on the retail side is, or the, uh, yeah, on okay. the retail side on the retail side. Um, and then shirt of the month, you know, stays constant, you know, it's growing. Um, and so mm -hmm. it, it just continues to provide us that base. Um, and then, so the, the ebbs and the peaks and valleys of the custom shop don't affect us. Um, the, the, and where the, where the valleys are in the custom shop, the retail, it's the retail peaks. So retail peaks like, uh, black Friday, Christmas, uh, J January, you know, school, when school's starting, like there's, so there's a lot of, um, I hate, I'm not going to, I'm going to about to say this word synergy. Uh, and what it is that we're doing with those three revenue streams. You're a true, you're a true executive. Oh God. <laughs> uh, it, but it, it helps us. Sure. Uh, is that the model for everybody? No. Um, but I'll tell you this, like, and you have good weather there on the year, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, what would you say, you know, this is hopping over. We went to, to, to the custom side and I quickly hopped over to, I want to hop over to retail, but maybe, any of the three, though, what is one big lesson learned that if you went back, you're like, man, I would have totally done it this other way versus how I did it here. It could be any of the three channels. Um, okay. This is simple. Um, it's year... Five, almost year six for us. Sure. We're just now buying our first gas drive. 
So we've been using an electric dryer in the custom shop, and it's fine. It's hot in the sun. Like we've made more T-shirts than a lot of people who have gas dryers, but I'm realizing how. And I didn't have right. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have someone who's mentoring me through my processes. I just had salesmen that uh, would sell me whatever they wanted to sell me. Yeah. So I think it's not a regret. It's not what I would have done. I probably would have bought a gas dryer. Um three years ago when I bought like one of our bigger dryers. And so, you know, we're running two electric dryers right now. Um, and they're, they're the big electric dryers, um, certainly. But I think that my, my production manager I hired, he was the guy I was talking about earlier from, he was the first like industry person that I hired. Sure. Um, a second industry person I hired. Um, our sales manager was, uh, was a great hire. That's a cool story. Um, our sales manager was, uh, so one of the primary suppliers that we buy from, uh, they have a territory screen manager. So the territory screen manager's job is to go to every screen printing shop. So he oversaw Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas. Mm -hmm. uh, his job was to be my best friend, right? Like get to know a shop owner, sure. uh, get to know what their needs are, provide them the resources that they need. Well, man, he just we just clicked really well as buddies. Um, and I really looked forward to him coming into our shop all of the time. And so, um, I, I've, I offered him probably a job three or four different times, kind of joking. And then one day he like stopped me. He's like, are you serious? Like you keep asking me this. Um, and he's like, cause I can't think of any other, if I was to go work for a screen printing shop, I can't think of another shop I'd rather go work for than you guys. Um, and so we made it work and that was, that was kind of, I power plays the wrong word. Um, but it was awesome because I instantly had someone that had expertise on all of my direct competition, which it's a power yeah. play. I mean, it's awesome for the organization and, and for him to gain the experience too. Yeah. So, and then, so our production manager was the second industry hire that, um, he was really unhappy, really unhappy at the, uh, current situation or the, the situation he was at. Uh -huh. And that's what, you know, I, I will say this. I, I rest easy at night because I didn't steal Cameron from his place and I didn't steal Julio from their place. I, um, I got to know people just because of the industry. They saw our culture and they and moved. Yeah. They moved. And so That's I, awesome. and I, it's don't be a, like, have fun screen printing, but don't be a dick. Like don't, the second that you burn bridges or you start doing things that aren't integratable or that you, you see an opportunity to strike, Yes, you might make five thousand extra bucks this month, but it's going to cost you something later. I promise. Um, so, hiring Julio, you know, he came from he, gas dryers, and mm -hmm. so he has just been twisting my arm for the past year. And and he's he's made it work. Like he's doing great. But I know that's really not that great of an answer. Um, <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure I, as soon as we finish, I'll think of something. You know, I but. think what's neat about your story and, and what a lot of other shops can take from it is the aspect of really focusing on the culture aspect. It seems that it's not only benefited you and helped you create a happy place to work in, but it's also helped drive this long-term um, retail and shirt of the month business. It's also helped drive... Um, it's also helped drive new um, uh, team members to come in, you know, people just that you interact with and really yeah. good people are hard to find. They're very hard to find. 
and so that's that's pretty cool and so I definitely appreciate some of those those tapes and advice um, we're coming up towards the end here is there uh, anyone that you follow that that either in the business world or not they that you kind of idolize or read more about or any books or things that you that you're uh, skimming through um so I'm reading a really cool book right now um, it's Christian Arthur author but he did um, he made a book that is all about telling the story of your brand. Okay. And uh, so Donald Miller, um, it's this book called Building a Story Brand. Um, I think a lot of a lot of guys and gals would benefit from reading this. You know, it basically says like the summation is that we we have to make the customer the hero of the story. Like we have to make them the star. Um, often in the screen printing industry, I I follow everybody that I can on Instagram. Um, and I follow them as Justin T. Lawrence. I don't follow you as Oklahoma Shirt Company or Oklahoma Shirt Company Custom. Um, because one, like, that's my own personal ingestion of social media. Like, sure. I, I learn from other shops. I, it's not a, I don't post a lot of screen printing things on my feed. It's me and traveling and my wife and my country band and uh, the things that I think are funny. Um, and so, uh, you know, the idea is that you're, you're elevating the customer above yourself. In the screen printing industry, we have a ton of sexy things that the rest of the world loves. Like seeing t-shirts get made is really freaking cool. Um, the craft and the trade that we are all skilled at um, is something that the world embraces and, and takes pride and joy. And, you know, everybody at some point in their life is going to order some custom t-shirts. Um, our job is to make sure that when those people want to order those custom t-shirts, that we're the first person or your business is the first person that they think of. So making the person, the hero of the story, uh, is, is also kind of, it, it parallels with our growth and it parallels with kind of our culture in Oklahoma city for the longest time. There's been a lot of people who've been screen printing and they're just like burned out. They're not doing anybody any favors and they know that they hold the keys to the t-shirts. And if you want t-shirts and you're going to have to go through my archaic, non-customer friendly, uh, difficult processes, and I'm still not going to deliver on your hard deadline, but it doesn't matter because you can't make t-shirts on your own. So when, as we like step in to be the guide, um, we take a lot, we enjoy working with people. And so uh, there's no greater joy than taking someone who doesn't know anything about us or anything about screen printing, holding their hand through the journey. Um, and then at the end, we make something we're really proud of and they get to get something that they're really proud of. Uh, we make the customer uh, the star of their own story, not like, oh, my God, I can't wait to work with Oklahoma Shirt Company. No. Oh, my God, we can't wait to serve you. We can't wait to to meet you where you're at. Um if you need one direct to garment shirt for your friend who passed away and you want to commemorate their memory, or if you want 20,000 shirts for the thunder um, playoffs, like it doesn't matter the scale of the job. It's, it's the people that are behind that job. Sure. And so that's a good read that, that helps you like, and it's scalable, like big or small, you know, the bigger your organization is, the more difficult it is. Uh, the smaller it is, you really can, work with yourself or your team to establish what it is that you want to be about. Um, because what you don't want to be about is how many t-shirts can I print today and how big can I get my bank account? Because that's, that's not like, 
that's not fun. Like that's not sustainable. Like you'll just become this place that never has enough. Whereas with us, like we all show up to work and we look forward to coming to work. Um, you know, and that's, you know, the true measure of culture in a business is when any of your employees alarm goes off in the morning, what's the first thing that goes through their mind? Are they dreading coming to work? Sure. We all have hard days. Uh, and we all don't want to come to work sometimes, but when they start thinking about the people that they're going to get to interact with their family in this place, then, uh, that's often motivation enough to get them out of bed. Heck yeah. Awesome, Justin. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the time you spent with us. This was really great. Um, yeah. And uh, we actually really appreciate it. Yeah, I hope, uh, man, I hope you'll have me back. I would love to to weigh in on any other topics. And I certainly learn a lot from you and I appreciate your product. Um, if you guys don't use Printavo or you don't know about Printavo, um, man, it has been the game changer uh, for us as an organization. Uh, and feel free, I'm sure you'll post like my contact information or whatever. Um, if you want a shop owner's opinion on Printavo or how we do it or what we do, then um, feel free to contact me directly and I'd love to uh, coach you or help you or, or show you under the hood what it is that we do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's Justin and Oklahoma Shirt Company. Definitely appreciate that. Thank you again, Justin. Yeah. You bet, brother. Awesome. Have a great day. You too, Bruce. Bye.